Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Created Listening Podcast, broadcasting from sunny San Marcos in the heart of Texas, right? Mm -hmm. I sound like I'm by myself, I'm not. My name is Chris Berkheimer. Get used to me because I created this podcast. Um, I am your host, you could say. And to my left is my co-host, who is infinitely more important than me. Luke Larris. Hey, Luke. How are you? I'm good. How are good. you? Good. We've been in here playing with these microphones and headsets for a while, and we haven't. Yeah. 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 Luke um, does all of our tech stuff. He's the only person at the table with a computer in front of him, and that's the way it probably will always be. Yeah. So this is well. We all have iPhones, and I have a laptop, but it's a piece of junk. So, mm-hmm. and directly across from me is Meredith McLeod. Hi, Meredith. How are you? Hi. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? I've been sober now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Meredith yeah. um, is not even twenty, let alone twenty-one. <laughs> we were just like, "Hi, Meredith." Hi, Meredith. Oh, that's right. An AA meeting. So yes, that was okay. my... And to my right... My name is Dustin West. Dustin, hello. How are you? Bearded one. So that is our initial crew for the Created Listening Podcast. Basically what we are is a kind of God and pop culture content podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm still having a little trouble. Uh, you'll have to forgive me because I'm listening to myself. So mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah. It is weird. When you make your own podcast, it's not all glitz and glamour like they tell you. Yeah. I, nobody's invited me to Vegas, and I've already been recording this thing for like a minute. So yeah. it's kind of messed up. <laughs> Y'all can chime in. <laughs> This is, this is the problem. I started a podcast because I wanted to talk a lot, which is what I'm good at. Yeah. Good at that. Luke, this is... Thanks. Luke, this is uh, kind of our brainchild, right? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Um, and we already have a Twitter. Yes. What, what's our at, Twitter? It's at Created Listen. At Created Listen, because we couldn't add the ING. Yes. Yeah, it's but sad. that's okay. Um, so follow us on Twitter if you're yes. in this century. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Meredith does not have a Twitter. She thinks she can raise her hand and you folks listening to this will laugh. I was laugh. doing it for you, not <laughs> for everyone else. You. But then you decided to narrate my actions. So yes, I do not have a Twitter because I am not in this century. You I, find that, I time travel. Do hmm. you find that helps just looking at the mic when you talk? I think it does. Just look at me, Mike. <laughs> so You're going to listen to me, Mike. So, what we're going to do, we we have one tradition that we've already started. Um, it, is, it is 2013 now, and in case you're wondering, we are four white kids, white Christian kids. Yes. Um, of course, I can call y'all kids. I'm the oldest one. I'm not going to say how old I am, and I'm not going to say how young y'all are, but okay. we're, we're all around 20, I would say, is a good way to put it. Let's just yeah, call. Sh- quiet. Shut up, Meredith. <laughs> Meredith is eleven and uh, she's drunk. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I do in my free time is not your concern. Thank you, now, Meredith. In case you didn't notice, Meredith and Dustin are the only chicks here. So, <laughs> yes, the bearded one. <laughs> yes, Dustin has a magnificent beard and he's younger than me, so I hate him. Um, it's so really impressive. <clears throat> yeah, they just blew it up. I blew it out. Yeah, pound it. So, um, to kind of let people get to know us and um, 
see if this is a podcast they would maybe want to listen to. We're going to do what we call the Fav Five, and that is five things that, Luke, would you say have have shaped us, influenced us? Defined us. Defined us, yeah. yeah. Like if you found these five things in a room, you might think of the person who's listing them. Is that yeah. the way you put it? Yeah. So if you found these five things in a room... Uh, and it's from my list, you would definitely think that's Chris. Yes, you would. Yeah. Except for the Dustin's for sure. Of course. Because <laughs> I've already heard his. And, yeah. Um, and I actually don't want to go first. Um, that's so, right. yeah, but I want... Who do we want to go first? Do you want to go first, Luke? All right. All right. Luke, Luke Laris, ladies and gentlemen, is going to go first with his Fab Five. And this can be... Help me out, Luke, but it can be a book, an yeah, author. Show, some sort of media, a game. Uh-huh. Video games, yeah. yeah. But I noticed that all of us are Christian and none of us have Bible on there, so <laughs> you are we just going to go ahead and omit that? <laughs> That's a game. Well, we want to be, we're like you too, except for better. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, we just lost the one there, guy. Yeah, I was like, "There was a YouTube fan." Yeah. No, I'm. I've seen YouTube in concert. We are not better. We're nowhere near. <laughs> but um, no, we're like YouTube. That we want to be open. Just because we are Christian doesn't mean you have to be no, um, right. listening to this podcast. And we we want to make it available to anyone, even somebody on another planet that mm-hmm. doesn't speak English. Please. Watch us if you're from another planet. That's tune in. Yeah, Dustin is in charge of our intergalactic I am. Uh, listeners. Yeah. So. Can you do the "Where's the Kaboom" voice real quick? <laughs> um, <laughs> like just barely, <laughs> immediately. Uh, I used to do stand-up comedy. That is, I know. And Meredith never got to see me perform, so she wants me to do Marvin the Martian. So oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do Marvin the Martian. Where's the kaboom? They're supposed to be in a shattering kaboom. So, okay. My um, next see now the people listening they're they're getting to know us and they're having fun. They're like, I could I could sit with these people at a table yeah. in the bride's room of a church. There's not a whole lot of room yeah. here, team. No. We do have bottled water and mints though. Apparently no a lot of old people sitting no here. No real food. <laughs> Need some so, real food. So do we wanna Luke, we didn't even talk about this. Do we wanna go through like just I do one, you do one, or you do all five. I can think. Well, let's do let's do all five. That way, people can know exactly who's listing. Right. So, Luke, without further ado, um, in no particular order, your first item off the Fab Five. Well, I'm a big fan of the Matrix movie. Okay. I also like Two Steps from Hell. It's a music artist. Okay. Well, you can slow down. Matrix. So, number one. Oh, this is too bad the Matrix, the original Matrix, yeah. Yeah. And number two? Two Steps from Hell. Two Steps from Hell. I was about to go into that. Okay. It's a, it's a bit of a dramatic uh, music artist. I really enjoy them. Um, then there's The Glitch Mob, which is also a music artist. They make electronics dance stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like. And then the fourth one is a game. It's this... Wonderful, creepy game called Bioshock, and I just love which it. I want to Jesus. chime in on. I'm a big fan of the original Bioshock game. Yes, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, and then a fifth one is Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Now, can you tell us a little more about Ron Swanson? Some people may not know who he is. 
And uh, some people are very underprivileged. Yeah. We just had our first glitch on the microphone. Can we commemorate this? Take a photo. <laughs> glitch <laughs> on Instagram. Go ahead, go ahead Luke. Ron okay. Swanson. Ron Swanson is a character from a TV show called Parks and Recreation. And he's a government employee, but he's not a government but employee. He hates the government. Yes. yes he's a hardcore libertarian. Yes. Government employees should not exist, in and, his opinion. Now, I'll, I'll ask you some questions. He eats a lot of breakfast food. Yeah, breakfast foods. Uh, he has a wonderful uh, on his face, below yes. his nose. Yes, he has a mustache. <laughs> he has a wonderful mustache. Yes. Um, he has a few ex-wife wives named Tammy. It's two of them. And, and he's Both you know his names. mother's name is Tammy. Yes. Yes. And he says no, I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> Oh, it's. Now, I want to point out Dustin and Meredith are being quiet, especially Dustin though, because his list could not be any different than Luke's, except for Ron Swanson. Maybe <laughs> Dustin, have you seen Parks and Rec? Yes, I have. Okay. I've seen a couple episodes, and with like, you actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. All right. Well, um, thank you, Luke. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's Luke. So that's you, Luke. So if you like. Um, if you like computers a lot, Luke is your guy. If you like dubstep, and if you like video games, yeah, uh, or Ron Swanson, or Ron Swanson, Luke is the guy. I, I uh, definitely enjoy Ron Swanson as well. He makes oh, yeah. me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> uh, the real actor's name, just for the record, is Nick Offerman. So I'm not just going to tell you that. So, Meredith, you want to go next? Sure. She just finished hers. I did, and, like, yeah, three but seconds so ago. did I. So. Okay. Um, in no particular order, Okay. J.J. Abrams, because everything he creates is a beautiful masterpiece. Tell us, give us some examples. What's, like, some of your favorites he's done? Lost. Lost. Every time. Yeah. What else? <laughs> Lost. No, okay. Lost is honestly just my favorite. Stop. And... What? Nothing. I need to stop playing with this piece of paper. Oh, I thought you said you can stop there. No. I was like, okay. Meredith's done. She's a girl. No girls allowed. <laughs> no. Um, seriously, though, like all of his movies and just everything he touches turns into a beautiful masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And he recently directed... Star Trek Two. Well, yeah. Well, okay. That's what I'm And he did Super about. 8. Oh, yeah. He and did then, Super 8, which was just... Yeah. And then he did uh, sound. Star Trek, the... Reboot, which I gotta give it to him. It Star was a reboot. Well, like he rebooted it. Oh, I was like, there's I'm, only one I'm pretty search. sure that's not Leonard Nimoy and well, yeah. William Shatner on that screen. I wish that'd be sick, awesome. <laughs> that would be awful. Well, actually, Leonard Nimoy was in it. What am I saying? Yes, he was. He was, yeah. Um, and, and Shatner as well. So, in the... But I pretty much agree with Meredith. Abrams has the golden touch. He, he does. Yeah. He's the new Spielberg, quite possibly. Yes. Um, do you have a problem with my list? I do not. I was just making sure. That's our second glitch. Can we commemorate that, too? No, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, next is Arrested Development, because Yay! there were a couple of episodes oh. that made me want to pee my pants. I was laughing so hard. Miss um, Fab Five worthy. It is. Spider-Man. But can we... Arrested Development, real quick. Yes. Netflix is going to be releasing season four. Woo! 
pretty soon. So. You gotta drag me over for that. Huh? You gotta drag me over for yeah, that. Her yeah, her can get married so we can have a co-live <laughs> sleepover. Yes, I am getting married. My fiance is not here because she's actually planning a wedding. I'm making a podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, what you do for your wedding? Oh, I made a podcast. <laughs> I made a podcast. This is a big year for me, you guys. All right. Yeah. I'm podcasting, getting married, getting a dog. Finally. You're getting a yes. dog? Yeah, as soon as I can get a house, I'm getting a dog. Stop interrupting my Feb 5. Okay. <laughs> Meredith, number three. Okay, Spider-Man. Not the new movie, or really the old movies, but Spider-Man. Just the character. The character. The character. The old comic books and him in general. Like, if he were in the room, I know no one would be like, hey, that's Meredith, but everyone would be like, that's Spider-Man. Hmm. And that'd just be sick awesome. That would be sick awesome. And he, I just think he's awesome because he's just like a normal nerd person. And like, I've often said Peter Parker may be my favorite character from comics, not Spider-Man. Okay, well, you have a point, because I I, really like Peter Parker. Because I like following almost the soap opera of Peter Parker's life. I hated the new movie. I'm not that big of a fan, but that's a great pick, though. Just Spider-Man in general. That script was just like a knife to the heart. (laughs) But what Spider-Man stuff do you like? Just The comics and... Everything he stands for, and I love the villains. He has some awesome yeah, villains. Yeah, he does. Only Batman has better villains. That's very true. Yeah. Um, have you read Ultimate Spider-Man comic book series? Yeah, you I have? have it. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. You get more and more awesome every day. I know, so, right? Yeah. Because um, that, if you have not read Ultimate Spider-Man, when I was probably in sixth grade, that came out, and it changed my life. It's beautiful. It is wonderful. Okay, number four is Pride and Prejudice. The book first, like more than more so than the no movie. clicky pins. We just learned that lesson. I know. I just got <laughs> excited. Um, Jane Austen is honestly one of my favorite writers who hmm. ever existed, but that's like one of the only things that it <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it is the book or the movie. I swoon every time, and I can. You're a Mr. Darcy fan. Oh, God. You don't even know. <laughs> but, like, I've really read it, like, a number of times, and every time I get excited, and I'm just like, yes. Okay. Anyways, number five. Mm-hmm. Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh. <laughs> because that is my childhood. I sat in front of our Nintendo 64 for hours and hours, and I probably played that game more times than any other video game ever. Excellent pick. <laughs> and Link is I, my hero. <laughs> and you know him. well enough to call him Link, not Zelda, so... Well, yeah, because I played it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dustin. All right. You're bad five. So, again... Dustin has a stone tablet that he's reading off of. Yes. I'm kidding. Styphone. Old school. Four. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know Siri. That sucks. So, number one would be the band Jesus Culture because I love worship music and I just think Jesus Culture brought um, worship just to a whole new level when they came out and I just love their style and, um, and how they just worship and they bring freedom. And so, my favorite worship band. And my number two would be 
No one hate on me. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> hate. What? Hate. I know. Dustin I, is the only one of us that watches sports at all. I Not know. just regularly. <laughs> I know. Luke I just, hate Tony I Romo as well. A fuse just popped in his head. <laughs> Luke, the Dallas Cowboys are football. <laughs> <laughs> from Dallas. American football <laughs> in general. So my number three would be the movie Eight Seconds. Most people haven't seen it. It's an old classic film. If you were raised up in the woods like I was, then it has to be a favorite. And it, actually, it's about it's about a famous bull rider. Bull riding. Um, that's what. That's a. Th- Movie, I thought it was. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he dies at the end. He's the best bull rider. Spoiler alert. Because he at least well, bored to death. Like, now, it's player. based on a true story, so technically yes. life spoiled the movie because right. the real yeah. guy died. And he if dies. You yeah. could Google it, that would spoil the movie. <laughs> but he's the best bull rider that ever lived. And actually, my youngest brother is named after Lane Frost. So. That's the story of a redneck. It's pretty cool. Dustin is from a town called Kirbyville, Texas. Deep in the heart of East Texas. And oh small God. town Texas. Oh, Kirbyville? Kirbyville. They, they see Dustin's town and they say, that's small town Texas. <laughs> like Less than 2,000 people in population. That's my boondock sound. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Deliverance. So my number four is a book, um, When Heaven Invades Earth. Awesome. Um, it's a great book by Bill Johnson. It pretty much shaped and revolutionized the my Christian walk. I'd say it just totally sparked a new fire inside of me and uh, created a deeper passion for God. So yeah, I would recommend it to anyone who's searching after God. It's a great mm-hmm. book. So and my last but not least <laughs> is the television show Duck Dynasty. That pretty much <laughs> sums me up in one show. Those are my people. They have awesome beards, just as I do. They live about an hour away from where I'm from, and so they're they're God loving rednecks. Yes, and that's a bit of Dustin. That's yep. That's my heritage. I I gotta hand it to them though. They're they are some pretty awesome guys. Yeah, they're pretty funny. I love Willie's headband, the American flag. Oh, the American flag. Yeah. I know. They're I wish beards. I had long Oh, their beards are amazing. Oh, I just, I just oh. love them. That's my goal. <laughs> Meredith has a crush. I can tell. I have what? You have a crush. Oh, yeah. I'm On the beard di- in particular. <laughs> Not so much. Just shave. I'm going to leave with your beard. Thank <laughs> you much. I'll take that. All right. I got to do mine. Um, first, thanks Dustin for showing us all up by doing like a worship band and a good Christian. Yeah, right? Meredith was joking earlier about nobody has the Bible. <laughs> well, because for us, it's kind of a given, we wanted to do something. It's kind of an unspoken thing. Yes, it's yeah. an unspoken. Thing. <laughs> That's our. Um, but I have well, I have two that really well. Gosh, looking at a three that tie in spiritually to me, but they're only one of them is directly Christian, so. Um. So number one, oh, and mine. Well, I'll say in a second. I do a lot of false starts, don't I? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you know it's me and not an evil robot. That's true. So number one is a comic book called The Immortal Iron Fist. It's by one of my favorite writers. His name is Ed Brubaker. Uh, writes a lot of American crime stuff that, if you don't have the stomach for it, don't even touch those books because they will. 
Stay offend you, probably. Um, but the Immortal Iron Steel Fist stomach. is a kung fu story about a guy named the Immortal Iron Fist. Uh, he's a Marvel superhero who was big in the 70s and then kind of disappeared. Um, and basically, it's just him doing a lot of kung fu, meeting other kung fu masters, like the um, Bride of Nine Spiders, who's a lady who controls spiders and has like spider-based fighting, and Dog Brother, and Fat Cobra, who's like a sumo wrestler. And, <laughs> so they're um, mainly yes. animal. They're animal-based, yes. Although Iron Fist is, you know, that's a human hand. I don't know if you knew Made that. of iron. Made of iron. Well, that's his thing, is, is he makes his fists like iron and punches uh-huh. people so he can like kill you. He Sounds like a cool cats? guy. He's awesome. Basically, huh? a lamer version of Superman. No, no, not at all. He's yeah. a kung fu version. Um, oh, okay. Yes. But it's it's by Ed Brubaker, Matt Fraction, and the artist is David Aja or Aha. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's A J A. So it's Aha or Aja. And I heard one time that somebody asked him in an interview, and he said, "Just say it how you want." So I guess I'll say Aha, David Aha. Aha. One of my favorite comic book artists. Nobody draws action like him. Um, Anyway, so the Immortal Iron Fist, check it out. Uh, really cool comic. A lot of cool history because the Iron Fist um, is like a, a title that's passed down through generations. So they talk about Iron Fist from like way long ago and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. if we had done this list a few years ago though, I might have done uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. So Meredith kind of blew my mind when she said Spider-Man because it was like, She's still... I forgot about I'm Ultimate Spider-Man, but that was kind of more teenage Chris. Right. Now I'm getting married. Getting Chris. married with a dog, Chris. Right. With a dog. still pretty dog much the exact same Chris. <laughs> Shut up. You never saw me do stand-up. I was way dumber. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go quicker. So number two, Dredge, um, a wonderful band that never gets enough appreciation uh, if you like good music, you should like Dredge. That's yeah, kind of the way do, I feel about it. What do they play? Um, it's it's rock, uh, but it has like an Eastern influence. They're from California. Um, I always tell people their drummer can play the piano while keeping a beat on the drums. So mm-hmm. over on them. I'm, you guys are missing my awesome pantomime work, yes. but I got you the drum hand going this. and piano hand going. That's really um, awesome. Yeah. So anyways, um, and that's the music I want to put in today, Luke, into our show. Is yeah. We'll play some Dredge. We, um, we, well, there might be some. It, the, the legal issues are fine. We can okay. do it. Um, so Dredge. All right. Uh, number three, Blade Runner, one of my favorite movies ever made. <laughs> Meredith is taking pictures and stuff. Um, <laughs> I love Blade Runner so much. Harrison Ford is awesome. Uh, changed sci-fi, and it is such a beautiful metaphor about living and dying, um, and just about, you know, if the, the movie kind of questions whether or not there is a God, and if there is which all of us here at this table believe there is, but in the movie, you know, they're questioning whether or not there is, and if there is, what can you get out of them, kind of, and, and what they learn about it. Anyways, um, I think Luke is the only one, other one who's seen it. Have you guys seen Blade Runner? I, I think so. Know. We'll watch it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a good one. It's, it's a very interesting movie. Uh, if you've seen it, you're agreeing. If you haven't, and then you go watch it, you might be like, this guy's weird. But yeah, I love it. <laughs> Luke kind of liked it. It's yeah. kind of yeah. It's, it's not a, a weirdness for Luke about it. No, it's a five five for Chris. All right, number four, Lost, the TV yes! show created by J.J. Abrams. That is what got me into TV and believing that TV can be awesome and told in novel form. 
um, where you start at the beginning and you work towards an ending, uh, although some people really hated Lost Ending. But uh, I love the characters. I love the storylines. Uh, how can you not cry every time Penny sees Desmond or vice versa? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and how can you not think John Locke is the greatest man since Ron Swanson? I don't the know. Same uh, I, know. <laughs> I love John Locke. John Locke scares me. I liked his story. I, I he did looks like, like the an... man. What? I liked his, his story. story not I did like man. Okay. Man. All right. I can understand yeah. that. I can, yeah. Right. I can. There's so much about Lost that I love, and we will do an entire Lost episode probably. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Um, and number one, uh, biggest influence outside of the church, outside of Jesus himself for me, uh, C.S. Lewis. He is my favorite writer by far. I write. Um, I wrote a book. I'll probably talk about it at some point on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me a while to write a book that wasn't like Narnia because I love Narnia so much. And if they don't make a silver chair movie, then I'll be very upset. Yeah. Uh, silver chair. You should make a silver chair movie. Maybe I will. Maybe uh, we will. Maybe we will. Videos. Maybe this podcast is doing it right now. You don't even know. You've never even heard of us until you heard us on here. Actually... Probably just a lot of our friends are listening to this yeah. and turning it off. And now. one guy from outer space. <laughs> one guy from outer space. Thanks, Dustin. You yes. did a good job. So, C.S. Lewis, um, if you've never read Till We Have Faces, if you've never read um, Mere Christianity, I believe as soon as you get saved, read the Bible, then read Mere Christianity. That's mm-hmm. um, my philosophy. I have a picture. Well, I have an actual cover of his Time Magazine uh, cover on my desk. Um, it's drawn, not a photograph. So that's wow. uh, pretty cool. Anyways, I am a huge C.S. Lewis fan, and I'll probably talk about him a lot. So yeah, there we go. Great so guy. that is everyone's Fat Five, and we have just a little bit of time, uh, but Meredith actually has to go. So this is, yeah, yeah. she'll return for other stuff. Um, so closing thoughts for this first section of the podcast before we get to our next things. Um, okay. I'm kind of happy it's going. I'm happy it's going. Me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. That was stinking time. They've That's... only been talking about it for like a year and a half now. <laughs> yes. Well, I decided till we got really busy trying to find a, another job, a house, and get married. Then I was like, I should just start a podcast too. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right? Totally <laughs> makes sense. Um, so we hope to build up um, some fans and we would like to have other people on the show we would like fan suggestions of shows they'd like to hear Um, Mm -hmm. we want to be a different type podcast one that is so awesome that people will talk about it on other planets uh, that's that's the plan plan. your Marvin impression will help us get there thank you and Elmo so um, I think We'll take a little break, and then we'll come back with our next section, and uh, keep listening, guys. Thanks so much. Welcome back to the Created Listening Podcast. You're in Section 2, Sector 2 of podcast. Quadrant 2. 
What is it? Project two? I don't know. Quadrant, Quadrant two. Quadrant two. Quadrant. Quadrant two. I like that. Quadrant. It's a, it's a work of progress. But wait, does quadrant imply that there are four yes. spots? That's so it's so. trident two. Trident. Yeah, trident yeah. layers. Trident layers. Um, so section two, without going into long detail, is always going to be something different every episode. Mm -hmm. And one thing that the th uh, Meredith is now gone. Go ahead and point that out. It's just the guys now. Luke, Dustin, and myself. So, um, section two is always going to be rotating, and one thing that we all love is bad movies. We yes. like to watch movies yeah. that are so bad, they loop all the way around to being good, almost, in a bad way. Yes. Um, their awfulness is our joy. Hilariously bad. Hilariously bad. Because you so, should tell us about your holy trinity of... Yes, I have a holy trinity of bad films, uh, and we're going to highlight one of them today. Those, those films, if you want to know, are Troll 2. Uh, Bird Dimmick, Shock and Terror, and The Room. Um, and just a little heads up, The Room is, uh, I think it's R, and it earns it. So you need to fast forward ready for that one. Yes. But today we're going to talk about one that just about anybody can watch. Uh, and I guess it's more like a PG-13 rating. Yeah, but I don't know movie. why you'd want to watch it unless you like bad movies. It is Bird Dimmick, Shock and Terror. Oh, uh, shock and, and Terror. terror. Uh, directed by that. John uh, Nguyen. Uh, Vietnamese director uh, <laughs> he set out to make a film and he did that he, I'll give him credit on that he did complete um, the film he completed the film uh, if you've not heard about this movie just go on YouTube right now while you're listening to this I'm sure if you're about if, an hour long um, well I was going to say go on YouTube and watch the trailer yes um, okay. and you will not believe your eyes just from the trailer alone um, the birds the movie is so uh, one of my favorite things about the movie is it's an hour and a half, mm -hmm. and at the forty-five minute mark is when a bird first attacks a human being. <laughs> and then when they come, when they attack, yes, is freaking oh. <laughs> they 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 really just wait for the big moment, right? Yeah. They hold it. They hold it. And then they bring it in. And when you're least expecting, <laughs> it sounds like. World War Two jet fighter planes, and they yes, yes they and come. bombs are dropping. The, the story, yeah, the story. Just giving a little setup. The story is um, story of I can't remember his name right now. Um, I can't remember hers. Huh? Rod, Rod, is Rod. His name, his name and, is Rod. Uh, and Natalia, Natalia. Is it Natalie? Rod and Natalie. Rod and Natalie. This guy. Rod and Natalie. Are, are beginning to date. So really, the first forty-five minutes of movie, no joke, are a really bad romantic comedy. Yes, yes. Um, or as I heard someone else describe on another podcast, an autistic man's pursuit of a fashion model. Yes, uh, so because that is exactly being filmed what it is. by an iPhone four. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh my god. By yeah. By a guy who needs new lenses. Yes. So Bird Dimmick actually starts out with Rod, who's a software salesman. Right. Um, who, who is all about green tech as well. Uh, oh wants the to open his movie. own company. The whole movie. And and he is um, pursuing Natalie, who is a fashion model. Who her first photo shoot we see is literally at a one-hour yeah. photo. Yeah, one-hour photo. photo. Yeah, I'll keep my but, eyes off the table. Yeah. There was a Victoria's Secret agent there. That was, yes, yes. That's so she gets hired. Almost immediately to work for Victoria's Secret, yeah. so it's it's really their story and how they're affecting the Earth, 
Because there's right. a lot of driving at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Yeah. And how global oh. warming is being caused. <laughs> just if you watch this movie, get ready for a lot of preachy moments about global warming. Yes. Oh, oh my, my god. god. And a lot of driving, unnecessary driving. <laughs> Dude, at the beginning, they've got they've got the cameraman sitting in the middle. And you can hear of the him car. adjusting. You can hear him adjusting yeah. the camera and stuff as you're driving along. So, so the actor is driving the car, and the cameraman just sitting next to him, messing with equipment. Essentially, yes. is what Luke's saying. Yeah. And, and at one point, it kind of tilts. <laughs> it's uh, um, really I I well, we'll get into I guess our review of it in a second. What what we think should you watch and should you not? Um, I think we'll all say yes, but we'll we'll give reasons why and how to watch it. There's there's a key way to watch it. How to watch? You've got to get a group of people together. You, it needs to be a group of people. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. First, I just got to say, you follow Rod and Natalie, and they go on I believe three dates yeah, in the yeah. movie. I think they go on three dates. Three dates. Uh, and just about every date they go on, they're the only people in the restaurant. Yes. <laughs> but except, I, except for starts, they had a singer. The dates start at lunch, and they go till well into the night. That's what cracks me up every time. <laughs> it starts at daylight and then ends around midnight each it's day. It's true. They go on like seven-hour dates. They, yes. They go to they, a, they a go to pumpkin festival. They go eat. Uh, uh, there's a great line where... Rod says, I know a good Vietnamese restaurant. He's trying to say Vietnamese, but he says, I, oh, great. I know a great Vietnamese restaurant. And, of course, the, the director, John Wynn, I'm sure that was. Oh, oh that was very intentional. Um, in fact, when they go to the restaurant, there's a mural on the wall of, like, a Chinese village, and he oh follows that mural panoramic. with a camera, panoramic, for a, almost a minute, almost oh, a I'm solid gonna... minute. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, and and speaking of a solid minute, there's a solid minute of clapping in this movie <laughs> when Rod's company makes a huge deal and their, their stock yes. options go way up, so everybody claps, and I'm Wait, not going to do it on here because it might sound weird, but they clap. For their boss for almost a minute and they yeah, high five and rods and horn dog dirty buddy oh yeah <laughs> He's, all his friend talks a lot about sex so i'll be ready for that uh, it's not a very uh family friendly movie <laughs> no it's yeah. i i would say maybe pg-13 it's it's hard for me to judge because none of us have it's so kids, bad but it's so bad it's so funny oh, it's, yeah it's I, actually, I am remembering there are a few f bombs. So, yeah, oh, or, yeah. yeah there's randomly there's there, there, there's there's hidden a little. Yeah, yeah they, but when they say it, it's like it doesn't fit. At oh, it's all. so arresting yeah. when they cuss. Like, oh my like, god! Well, and and the truth is, I'm not trying to be mean. This script was written by a man whose first language is Vietnamese. <laughs> it's like the first thing Google Translate. English characters. Yes, it's it's like Google Translate wrote this movie. <laughs> and, I, and I made the joke about the autistic man pursuing the fashion model. It's yes. because the main actor, Rod, um, he is a sim, I'm pretty sure, from the video he's, game The Sims. He is he's a, a robot. He's a robot. Oh, my God. I, he, there's no I've deciphering ever. this man. I, uh, and how she's attracted to him, I cannot fathom. I, no, it's because Natalie's very attractive. I mean, she's a very attractive. Oh, the the she's actress, a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, and, and, um, and the actress, she is a good actress, right? And and Stuck Rod in a is not. Film. 
And, and she's in a bad film with bad dialogue, but she makes it work when, when she can. And I love the scene. There's a scene where she's talking to her mom. No. And her mom no. forgets her line. Oh. So you have to imagine how difficult it was for this actress who can actually, you know, do her job. And then this actress playing her mom who can't. <laughs> because if imagine what they didn't show of her forgetting lines. Because that made it in the movie. Her forgetting the line. Right. So. Yeah. That's. Oh, oh my goodness. So. I think my favorite parts, of my favorite parts of Birdemic was the phone calls because they would oh. go on these awkward phone calls mm -hmm. where they talk for a bit then they change scenes <laughs> and, and then you'd see them and like answering everything you're like, uh -huh. <laughs> and the sound drops out yes. because the sound quality is so, so bad in this movie oh my goodness the pauses after each they would zoom in on one character the character would say one line, sound drop out, move to the other character, say a line, sound drop out, go back. Yeah. It was horrible. It's, oh it's bad. And, and, it, and then when you first meet Rod, he's a, he's on the phone, he makes a million dollar sale right there. Yeah. And then, but, <laughs> and he, he gives him half, off. half off. He says, he goes, all right, I'll give you half off. And like, great. Can we seal the deal now? And he goes, woohoo. And his buddy got, walks up and says, hey, sword. how much was your sale? And he goes, a million dollars, which meant... He cut out a million dollars from that sale. It was a two million dollar sale. Yeah. They lost a million. No, that was his first million dollar sale too. Yes. <laughs> and he could have doubled up. Nope. No. Nope. I had to go for the half off. It's got half off. Oh, Rod. Uh, something I want to mention too before we get to the birds. Yes. Because it really, Birdemic is two movies. Yes. It's the worst romantic comedy you've ever seen. And it's the worst rip-off of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds you've ever right. seen. Um, but before we get to The Birds, I I just got to mention the, the subtle message of going green is there oh, the whole time. Gosh, they got that you see gas station signs where the price of gas is real expensive. Um, they go on a double date and see An Inconvenient Truth. <laughs> on a double date. On a double date. Oh. Um, and, the, and the one girl's wearing, like... Oh, um, Imagine Peace. Imagine Peace. Imagine Peace. Shirt. And she has yeah. posters on her... Oh, uh -huh. oh, and Rod watches the news a lot. And they talk about uh, yes. polar bears are dying because they can't get food, yeah. such as seals. Well, what's <laughs> ironic about all this is that Rod drives a Mustang. Yeah, like yeah. a. I think his Mustang though is modified. Uh, it, it might uh, be. Yeah, and then I have one more thing about solar the green power. stuff is he gets uh, solar panels, solar panels. on yes. his house. Now I love I love how he he gets the, the solar panels and he makes agreement with the guy and then he goes and starts his own solar panel company. Yeah, he starts. That's right. He starts his own solar panel company after he bought expensive solar panels yes. and he's making cheap solar panels. <laughs> he's ripping himself off. He's constantly. making a lot of money, but he's bad with money. <laughs> like he's like a millionaire that. Should be a billionaire, but he can't do it because he gives people half off. Yes, <laughs> last exactly. minute. That's that's the way Rod is. Rod. So, oh. one more thing before we get to the birds. Um, one one plus about this movie is I believe it's pro abstinence because it's not until Rod and Natalie spend the night in a hotel room for the first night and consummate their love, shall we say, yeah. that the birds attack. That's because true. before that, no bird attacks. Right. And I do have to say, they're mostly indoors for the first half of the movie. Right. 
Yeah, and then they, uh, I just don't get why did they go to the hotel? I, yeah, I don't. I don't um, oh. Actually, listening to I, I have to give major credit towards the "How Did This Get Made" podcast with Paul Shear. Um, that's how I found out about this movie a long time ago, and they pointed out. Um, well, they interviewed the woman who plays Natalie, right? And they asked her why did they go to the hotel, and she mm-hmm. said, "In the script, that's my apartment." So that was actually supposed to be her apartment, but it's clearly like a Motel 6 right. yes. that they're at. And they went to her apartment earlier in the movie, or so at least you know, know, yeah, yeah, so you know what it looks apartment. like. Exactly. Um, you see the exterior of her apartment, never the interior. Right. So anyways, so they consummate their love before marriage. And then what happens? The birds. The birds attack. Oh, no. And yeah. do they come? It's, <laughs> well, uh, establish the scene because I've never seen you laugh so hard. Oh, it's, Maybe only one other time. And we'll tell that story a different time. So the first time I saw it, I watched it with Chris. And um, yeah. it, it sets the scene. It's there after their night at the hotel room. It, mm-hmm. it sets the scene for a peaceful morning. So it zooms in on an empty field with new setting. And then it zooms in on a town that's quiet and then it'll zoom over to an empty gas station uh, and horse stables a horse, horse stables, stables. Um, it yeah. sets the scene for like literally three minutes probably mm-hmm. so it beats you to death with the fact that it's a calm morning <laughs> yes and then the camera goes back to the motel room and these birds these gods <laughs> literally everywhere they <laughs> Come from the sky and they sound like jet planes and they're dropping bombs they, on the. I, I think I can do a pretty good impression. It's the World War II dive bomber of like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. And so that's all you see for the next five minutes, and I lost it. It is and, hilarious. And the birds are dropping explosive eggs. Explosive eggs. They're flying into gas stations, yep, which yep. they. And and they can hover. They can hover, yeah, and right. and it's a what it is is. Luke is it technically a, a, a GIF is what yeah, the hovering graphic is because yeah. they're CGI birds. Uh-huh. But when they have them hover in the air, it's just like a looping yeah, GIF, it is, right? It is. Yeah, it's a loop. It's a clip. Yeah, it's a clip. Yeah. yeah. So you basically just have this bird flapping its wings in the middle of the air, but not uh, just doing that action sure. over and over until yeah. all of a sudden it will dive bomb, dive bomb or <laughs> drop an egg or yeah. The it is. They're the worst looking birds I've ever <laughs> seen. I've never seen such... And they do refer to them at some points as eagles and vultures. Right. But to me, they all look like vultures. Vultures. Yeah, definitely not yes. eagles. They're no, I think it's a disgrace to the eagle. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rod and Natalie are trapped in her apartment, quote-unquote, but it's uh, Motel, Motel 6. six. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, they've got to get out and uh, he can't find his keys. He can't find his Cell phones are dead. Oh yeah, everything. Um, these they birds, make, man, they carry a like took disease. Out everything. Yeah, <laughs> they take out. <laughs> they take out. They take out everything, and and so they somehow I can't remember exactly how, but they team up with a marine and his girlfriend. Right. Like, okay, well they get in the van and they go down the road and they find all these. Vietnamese. No, they don't get in the van until they met the marine because oh, right. he was staying oh. at the hotel. Oh right. yeah, you're because hotel. you're missing a piece of cinematic history. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. because they went, the, they went out of the room, then they went down. Yeah, and then, yeah, next door. That's right. They went next door and knocked on the door, and, and they met the marine and his girlfriend. And I, 
I can't remember his name or his girlfriend's name. I don't name, remember. But I, all, all I can really remember is when <laughs> she's out taking back and what he says. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. We're, yeah. com we're coming to that. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the the blooper of that scene? By the way, no. Okay, oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. It's hilarious. Oh, okay, okay. So what happens is Ron and Natalie team up with this Marine and his girlfriend who are staying at the same Motel Six <laughs> or apartment complex. Yeah. And they need to escape. And so what they do to defend themselves is they grab coat hangers That's out of the yes. closet. Yes. And a, they go out and, like, they make a circle of themselves, like they, a protection they're circle. They're backs to each other. Yeah, but they're backs yeah. to each other. And they're waving these hangers at CGI birds. Swatting. Swatting at them. And, and, of course, every swing is a miss because the terrible CGI mixed with the actors have no idea where the birds are going to swing. Yeah. It just I, looks, I love how and, they were just... And like, I love the Marine... Thing actually jabs instead of yeah. swinging wildly he actually sticks out like like he's shiving the bird with a with a little shank and that's it's it's hilarious to try to put yourself in their shoes because you're in the middle of a parking lot <laughs> swinging close to above your head some guy driving by is like what is like, going on? Wow. Come on, come on kids, we're going to Disneyland today. And you walk out, and there's these people swinging coat hangers in the parking lot. Away, birds. <laughs> get away, you birds. Get away. And then they get in their red Aerostar van. Yes. Which get used to that van. The van. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, which I, I found so out well. that is the director's van. That is his personal oh, wow. driving vehicle. Wow. Um, so they go, and... <laughs> What makes no sense to me is, at no point do they say, let's go here, or this might, it might be a good idea to do this or that. No, they just drive. There's yeah. no yeah. reason behind this. There's, I don't understand. They take a road trip. As the birds are attacking. <laughs> After birth, and they drive into the wilderness, essentially. Instead of civilization, buildings, guns, people, shelter, food, water. Right. No, they go out. To Mother Nature. Right. Yeah. Oh, and before they leave, this part cracked me up as well. They get in the van. They have these clothes hangers. They've been swatting at the birds. They get in the van, and as soon as they get in the van, each person grabs an assault rifle, assault rifle. and begins shooting at the birds randomly. There's oh, a, I, I love no gun up until this point. I, I love uh, it when the birds get, actually get hit, though. When they, <laughs> when oh, they yeah. The, there. And then, the special effects, let's just put it this way. The special effects of when the birds are shot are going to make you say Avatar was the dumbest movie ever made. Oh. Because, the, <laughs> I'm honestly joking, it's so funny to watch these birds get shot and just drop from the sky. It reminds me of the the Nintendo game, Duck Hunt. Oh, yeah, except for maybe worse. Probably worse. Because yeah. Duck Hunt was trying to... They knew it was fun and lighthearted. Right. Birdemic wants you to take it serious. Exactly. That's yeah. And... And so, yeah, they, Dustin, I'm glad you brought that up because you laugh so hard. They get in the van, and all of a sudden, a an assault rifle comes out the window and starts blowing everything away. <laughs> it's right after they were attacking birds with coat hangers. They upgrade from coat hangers to assault rifles. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. They do. So then they head down the road, and um, I, I don't know. What, what are you guys, some of your favorite stops they make? I, I will when they oh. found the kids. Okay, they, they, find, they do find the kids pretty quick. They stop at the side of the road, and then they, they notice, oh, there are these people with, like, their throats cut, mm -hmm. and they're right. just sitting there. And then and they notice a kid under there, and they pull him out, and they find another kid. 
And then they just go on their merry way. <laughs> now, there's a hidden message. There's a hidden message. Stuff. Yeah, I pointed this out to Dustin, which I've never, of all the bird dimmick stuff I've read and watched, I've never seen anybody else point this out. The little boy, the car he was in was being driven by like a mustached man. Yeah. And his dad. Yeah, he was in the and the little boy was in the trunk of the car. <laughs> I'm going to let you interpret that however you want. But when they freed the little boy, it's out of the trunk of a man's car. <laughs> the little girl with, was obviously with like, her mom and her man. sister, and she was hiding underneath. Yeah, which I don't understand either. Because, I, I don't get yeah. that either. I guess she thought the birds couldn't walk up and peck her. I don't right. know. Because one of the birds' killer moves is yeah. to swing low and slice the Throat, yeah, but you right? could you could do that up front easily with yeah. the windows open. But it, if you're in the back of the van, you're pretty well protected, uh, yeah. you would think. Or roll up the windows. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Instead of getting all the way out of the even, van, even a child can roll up a window and then diving under it. That's just giving you. <laughs> and I, what I love too is obviously they didn't have shooting permits to shoot in the places they said. And Dustin already brought this up. But when they filmed a lot of this stuff. They're pretending that these dead people are on the side of the road, and there's normal traffic, traffic at 50 by. miles per yes, hour driving exactly. by, exactly. and they're just looking at people dead. with guns letting a child out of the trunk of a car, <laughs> and a dead man is dead, laying there. Dead people everywhere, and their makeup actually yeah. was good because you it, said Natalie actually the did actress, the makeup. The main actress actually did the makeup. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, Which is I, impressive because it was... Pretty yeah, I, again, I have to give credit to the How Did This Get Made podcast because that it, they taught me so much. Right. Um, I have not listened to the commentary on the movie yet, but I hear it's it's so so because it's only John Wynn, the director, and he oh, just kind of talks about whatever. <laughs> um, and so, so I'd say my favorite stop was after they got they stopped to get gas, which the the guy said that they were running out of gas, and so they paid $100 a gallon yes. for this gasoline. And, is... and through another scene that's probably not worth talking about, they leave a gallon of gas. No, they don't. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, Justin, so, what's talking so about? Okay. And um, they see a man on the side of the road, and, and now they're like, oh, let's stop and help. And so they, they pull over, and the, guy, the guy's nice. He's like, do you have any gas? And he's like, well... We just paid a hundred dollars a gallon for this gas, and so they the, say that they say uh, we just paid a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, a hundred dollars. And the man seems like a nice man. Randomly, he pulls out a gun. Right? Mm-hmm. It was like, give me no, 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 no. Yes, he says this is the exact line. You're gonna you sell me some gas, gas. <laughs> not <laughs> give me your gas. While, sell me. Why yes. holding him gunpoint? Sell me your gas, and so. He, I don't know, something happens and he gets out of the car to go to the back to get gas out. And here comes the bird, comes down and swoops down. Classic throat cut. Throat cut of the man with the gun. And then uh, they they just drop the gas can. And Rod leaves the gas. That's the funniest part. (laughs) Because they just paid $100. This is like a five-gallon gas tank, $500 worth of gas, I'd say. And the man falls to the ground. We're like, let's go, let's go. He shuts the back of the van with the gas can on the ground and drives away in these $500 of gas. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but if a zombie apocalypse happened and I paid $500 for gas, I would walk through the town of Austin, Texas, 
to get that gas. Oh, of course. Because I spent $500 yes. on five <laughs> gallons of gas. And I wanted and all Rod had to do was walk 10 feet, pick it up, and put it in the car. I'm telling you, this guy's a robot alien. He's not <laughs> from here. Which, oh my goodness. It was, yeah. So, that, so was, I, that was a funny stop. They travel on, I think I know what scene Luke wants to get to. Uh, I think it's the, the yeah, bathroom. They, like, oh, the bathroom. bathroom. Yes, okay. yes, there was so, a bathroom part. Yeah. Okay. Well, they stop for the side of the road. So you have to edit. Yeah. The words. <laughs> yeah, they stop the side of the road, and they, I think, well, they were already stopped, and then, um, and it's and we now have six people in the van. Yeah. Rod, yeah. Natalie, the Marine, his girlfriend, and two children. Yeah. That they picked up. Rescue. The big red rescue. Mustache man. And um, <laughs> they, they're sitting there, and uh, I think it's Rod turns to the Marine. or uh, The Marine is asleep. Oh, and he yeah. wakes up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, where's my girlfriend? Oh, she's out taking it. <laughs> he says, he says the, the lewdest word you can say for number two. Basically. Right. She, yeah. He says, essentially says, she's taking a crap, but worse. Yeah. And... That line, like Luke said earlier, when they cuss, it's so arresting. So it, that line, uh, I laughed my head off. It is ridiculous. <laughs> so oh my goodness. Now, Luke, what you haven't seen, and Dustin and I have, is the deleted scene for that, uh -huh. or the blooper scene, is they do the part, and, and the Marine wakes up, and he says, hey, where's my girlfriend? And um, Becky, her name is Becky. Becky, yes. says, where's Becky? And Rod says, oh, she's going to the bathroom, and Natalie's with her, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And the little boy who has no lines in that scene chimes in and says, she's taking a crap, except for, you know. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> and so everybody laughs and stuff. And I, when I saw that blooper, I was laughing so hard because the kid made a joke. Yeah. Then they put it in the movie. I mean, and so, <laughs> the kid makes a joke and then they give it to They give it to Rod to say. And then yes. after that scene, which apparently... Um, don't go outside to use the bathroom yeah. when there's birds because Becky dies in that scene. Oh, yeah. Um, right. What, what, okay, what I and died. Xavier, her boyfriend, his name was Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. Well, well, what I don't get is how uh, uh, well, Natalie goes out there in yeah. a fire her. She watches Becky get killed, but she doesn't get killed, yet she's still standing there. Yeah. Just Becky, or uh, Natalie kind of watches Becky get killed and really just kind of is scared and then i don't think she even shoots at the bird no no and then she, and she runs back to the van she doesn't even run she kind of just yeah. kind of but she picks runs. up a gallon of gas on the way so oh, oh yeah <laughs> gotta get that that's expensive um, gas xavier goes crazy starts shooting at the birds and cursing he, randomly again he curses. yes he curses randomly and he actually has a line before that that made me laugh pretty hard where um rod says hey you're pretty good at shooting these birds. Why aren't you still in the Marines? And he says, I'm just tired of all the killing in Iraq. Why can't we give peace a chance? Before he drops the F-bomb in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is so, it's so random because he's like all of a sudden so angry, such a grizzled Marine when other times you just like to sleep and wonder where his girlfriend is. <laughs> uh, so drive on. And we, we need to point out there's a lot of picnics oh, yes. on this oh, road yes. trip. Which... They, they'll stop at a gas station yeah. and say, all right, everyone go in and get something to eat. And 
They'll go in, and Natalie's always looking at wine, and the kids are grabbing candy. They're kids like, eat so much candy. They eat candy, and there's bread and sandwiches everywhere, and they pick out, like, lollipops, and she's looking at the red wine. Like, it's going to be some yeah. fancy picnic, which they actually do when they would – they got the case of water and they got the food and they left and then they went <laughs> to a picnic table outside picnic table. as birds are attacking everywhere else and they decide to have a picnic outside. I don't, yeah. I don't um, actually do that twice. Okay. Yeah, they eat outside. Yeah. Luke, is there anything you want to say about the film itself before we try and close up? Because um, I don't want to spoil too much because if you haven't seen this movie, I don't want to ruin all the hilarious parts. Right, right. Um, but you still, even us telling you them, and then you go watch them, you'll still laugh it's, your head off. And, oh, and well, it's, you want to say it's, anything? It's, any scenes or anything? Well, it's definitely a movie that you compare other movies to yes. in terms of how bad they. are. After you watch Bird Dimmick, food tastes better, oh, and man. and you and, like people more, and you <laughs> and you're you're amazed at how clearly you can yes, see the world. Yes, your eyes are open. You don't have to look through blurry lens. <laughs> All right, well, I think we all recommend watch Birdemic with a big group of people. Yes. Make sure some of them have not seen it. Yes. Um, I actually watched watch Birdemic for the first time by myself and well, still had a, a good time. Yeah, Luke yeah. did as well. Um, so with a big group of people, you know, just grab some of your friends, watch it. Uh, it was on Netflix streaming. I don't know if it is anymore. Uh, you can get the DVD for cheap because I bought it. Uh, had was it like under $5 on Amazon? Yeah, it was like under $5. Um. So yeah, it was it was not too much. If it's even worth buying. <clears throat> oh, it was worth buying. <laughs> it's worth buying because I've shown so many people it. So uh, watch Bird Dimmick, enjoy it, and we will be right back. Created listening podcasts. You've made it all the way to the third segment, so congratulations. Yeah, you suck the this the Triforce is now yours. Yes, so, so sad Meredith couldn't be here for that joke. Right. <laughs> but um, Dustin, Dustin uh, took off for a second while Luke and I were still in here during the break, and uh, we forgot to mention the song in Birdemic. Don't say anything. You know the song <laughs> we're talking about. Okay, yeah. Yes. But I think we'll leave that for people who haven't seen it. Oh, to I'm watch but if you've it. seen the movie they go on a date and they listen to somebody sing live yes uh, a song that will blow your mind it's the best it's it's, it's one of my favorite songs it's, now. <laughs> my dad likes it a lot <laughs> uh, so for our third and final segment we wanted to look back at 2012 um, but really you know there'll be a lot of episodes where we talk about different TV shows and movies and stuff but Figured, why not do what everybody else is doing and do our, our best movies of 2012 all right. is what I think we're going to do. In fact, that's what we're doing. We all know that. Um, so, really, I guess we can just start off with doing our lists. Right. Um, Dustin, you want to go first? with in, in specific order, 
your so top three I, movies I of, of 2012. All right. So we're, we're all going to do our top three movies. So I should, I'll, I'll start out with number three and work my way up. To number three, actually, is the movie Raid Redemption. <laughs> the Raid Redemption. So I was actually introduced to this movie by... by partner here Chris and um, it is an action film to say the least there is not five minutes of this movie that is not complete that a gun is not fired oh it's a, much. oh yeah. my gosh it's amazing it's it makes the, the Expendables it makes the Expendables look like a movie about puppy dogs and kitties exactly <laughs> right this guy could man this these people could just rip Chuck Norris's head it's, off of their life. It's um it's directed by a Welsh director, right. but it's filmed, I believe, in Indonesia. Yeah. Indonesia. Or it's it's somewhere or the Philippines, it, maybe. Oh, it's, I think it's, it's overseas. The Philippines. I think it's I Philippines. Think it is the Philippines. Um, so it's a it's a movie about these these drug lords guys yeah. and yeah. pretty much the SWAT or their uh like the police force teams come in to try to raid the place that they're in. And the so, raid. huh? The raid. Yeah, the raid. <laughs> and so these, I guess they're Filipino guys, right? Like these mm -hmm. drug war guys. And they, the whole movie is about them fighting off the SWAT teams. And in one apartment building. In one apartment one building. One 30 story apartment building. Right. It's kind of like uh, Judge Dredd. Like Dredd, yeah. Right. It's, it's, like Dredd. it's kind of like that. But um, there, like I said, there's not. The, the movie starts five minutes a guy. It's really peaceful. Everything. I'm like, all right, you know, it's starting out slow. It's the After, day before work. Yeah, th yeah, exactly. <laughs> As soon as it starts, about 10 minutes in, it doesn't end it does until the stop. end of the movie. It does not is, and wow. it, It's amazing. It's, I really enjoy The it. action and the hand-to-hand -hand fighting is, I mean, it, really, just for the pure action of it, maybe some of the greatest I've ever seen. Right. Um, it is super intense. Now, the, the one thing we have to say about it is, uh, of course, it's in another language. Right. So you can't really, if you put the subtitles on, you'll oh, yeah. see what they're saying, which a lot of it, there's nothing really that filthy, but they cuss. Right, they cuss. Um, they and cuss it is very it's, violent. And it is violent. <laughs> very. It is very violent. Um, it is not. Uh, for the faint of heart. It is not for the faint of heart whatsoever. It is, uh, I don't think, I can't really think of any point it glorifies the violence. Right. But, um really i mean a lot of my favorite parts are there's especially this one guy they call mad dog who's the smallest guy in the movie yes but he can he is the master of some fighting style that involves just being impossible to catch or hit right. and he just i mean this guy's a little fighting machine he's like That's mighty amazing. mouse yeah and i love just watching his hand-to-hand -hand fights because they are insane yeah it's um that's ridiculous. So high, high content warning on that one. Yes. But if you like, you know, Schwarzenegger action movies, the Predator, Terminator, anything like that, right. the Raid will blow your mind. Yeah, you will um, definitely enjoy it. It's yeah. you know, the Raid Redemption. Pretty the awesome. Raid Redemption. So, I have. That's it. number three <laughs> for Dustin. Number two, I would say, would be The Hobbit. Um, which was just recently released in December. Mm -hmm. The cool thing for me, I know this sounds weird, but I've actually had never seen The Lord of the Rings. Um, I got made fun of by plenty of people. So actually, 
I got the privilege of seeing The Hobbit before I saw any of the Lord of the Rings, which is really awesome for me. And uh, that kind of explains things because it's an actual order. So, mm-hmm. but yes, I enjoyed The Hobbit. I thought it was awesome. The Hobbit, an unexpected journey. I I would assume if you're listening to this, you there's hardly any way you haven't seen that movie. Yeah, probably. Because our demographic is going to be the type of people to see it for sure, and it's one really, it's a more family film. Just about right. anybody can see it, except for real young kids. Um, and I love Gandalf. Oh, of course, I love. Oh, yeah. And it has such. I mean, everything Gandalf does just preaches to me. Like, is just such a profound spiritual thing. Right. Which we'll have a Lord of the Rings episode, and I'll I'll geek out over that. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Okay. So, so Dustin West, number one film. Yes, my number one film. film of 2012 would have to be The Avengers. Maybe. Probably no surprise. I'm sure that made everyone's list, maybe. Um, I'm sure everyone saw The Avengers. I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. Saw it four times in theaters. It, it made over a billion dollars. It did. Over uh, a billion dollars. I saw it four or five times in the theaters. I mean... Just about it. I think literally everybody and their mom saw, saw this movie. It. More than <laughs> once. Yeah, Luke saw it once. Contributing he saw to it. it. Yes, I just didn't like it. As much. Yeah. Luke Luke um, likes some of the prelude to the Avengers movies. A little yeah, bit. I did. Well, my problem with the Avengers movie is that the, you know they get on the ship and they're on there for so long. And then and once they actually start getting off and they go fight all these aliens and stuff, it just, it's like, where did the rest of the movie go? It's like, it's about to end. So I can understand that. Any, yeah. before we move on, because that's a good bridge for me, because I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil it. Avengers is my number three, but before I get started on it, anything else about any of those movies or other movies you saw that you liked? I mean, Audible mentions. Yeah, Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, I'd say, was yeah. good, of course. Um, I really enjoyed Bane. I, I mean, Joker was tough to beat, but... I thought Bane did an awesome job, so that was good. Yeah. But I guess that would, that would be my honorable mention, which makes me feel better that way. I have to leave it completely out. Uh, well, I... Well, my number three. Let's do my number three. Uh, number three is Avengers. I, if you haven't picked it up, I am the biggest comic book fan that will probably ever appear on this show. Mm-hmm. And seeing the Avengers on the big screen for me was such a blast. I took both of you to see it at different times. Yes. <laughs> I, I took Dustin and paid for him at the theater, and I took Luke and paid for him at the Dollar Theater. Um, funny enough, that's where Meredith is. She works at the Dollar Theater. Yes. Um, that's where she had to go. So that's that gives her cred, right? For, yeah. She works right. at the Dollar Theater. Yes. Um, the Avengers for me, um, Joss Whedon, I'm a huge fan of Firefly and a lot of his other work. Uh, he, he pulled it off. What I was worried may not be possible, which was putting all those superheroes in, in a room and making it entertaining and ever, giving everybody um, their, their due in the film. Right. Um, Robert Downey Jr. didn't overpower it, but he was still so good. Captain America got to lead the way he's supposed to. The Hulk got to smash. I mean, who doesn't yeah. love Hulk yeah. smash? Perfect. Um, <laughs> perfect. It, it really was. Um, for me, the Avengers was just so well put together. Um, so much to love about that. But uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it. So my number two, I don't think any either of y'all have seen this one. My number two is Haywire. Have you guys even heard of that? No, one? I never heard Haywire of came out early 2012, so it came oh, out a okay. year ago essentially. Right. Um, it is directed by Steven Soderbergh, who did uh, the Ocean's movies. 
Okay. He's done a lot of movies. Um, he has a real interesting style. He's um, known for taking people who aren't actors or not good actors and making them good in movies. Um, he directed Aaron Brockovich, which was, you know, obviously a real different role for, right. um, you know, the chicken, Aaron Brockovich. Mm-hmm. Why can't I think of the name? There's somebody listening to the screaming the name of <laughs> the chick from Pretty Woman. I know. Uh, one of, arguably one of the most famous actresses on earth. But you know what? I'm not even gonna stop to think about it. I'm just gonna just keep going. That's my that's my teaser. It's messed up. Um, so, Haywire is stars Gina Carano, who is an, a professional MMA Muay Thai fighter. Okay. And she was actually on American Gladiators. Oh, the, she the new one. Okay. Um, she she Gina Carano. Um, she is one of those chicks. Actually, she got famous because she has a good record in MMA and she's good looking, and that's okay. why she got famous. So she's sure here. Um, but she could take the three of us when wow. you look at her. I mean, she's still like, she's like Amazon. She actually everybody wants her to play uh, Wonder Woman, and she'd well, be perfect. Really, she would because <laughs> she looks just like Wonder Woman. Um, anyway, so she works for the CIA. She works for Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, oh, nice. And not really that big of a spoiler, they betray her. Um, in, in the first five minutes of the movie, she has a killer hand-to-hand fight with Channing Tatum. And both of them know how to fight and do a lot of their own stunts. And especially her, she did all of her own stunts because right. she can fight. Right. So this fight they have in this cafe is like super brutal hand-to-hand. I mean, it's like the raid. Really? You know? Wow. Um, and they're throwing each other around and everything. She beats up Channing Tatum. Yes. Um, and let, let me name some people she goes toe-to-toe with. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> uh, Michael Fassbender, who played uh, Magneto in X-Men First Class. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Michael Douglas is in it. And, of course, Ewan McGregor. So it's it's her basically against like all these Hollywood men, right? Oh, wow. And she's she, and Channing Tatum, of course, and she's the one going around and like being the boss, you know, like awesome. taking them all down. So she has a lot of awesome fights. Um, and it really though, what I like about it a lot is unlike the raid, it does still have some heart and and some. Uh, I, I guess you could almost say artistic integrity, but that's like sounds, a plot. That sounds like chips. Yeah, that's yeah. plot. That's <laughs> plot. Um, it has a great storyline with her dad. Her dad is kind of like um, a John Grisham, I guess you could say. He writes like political thriller novels and stuff, and he's real famous, and he has this nice house and everything. And so he's the only one that's like on her side and help, trying to help her. And um, so it's kind of this father-daughter story almost. And uh, Gina Carano, for being a trained fighter, is fantastic in her role. Um, I don't remember too much content. I think there's some language. It's a little violent. Um, so I'd put a fairly high content warning. It's been a while since I've seen it, to be honest. But as soon as I looked back at the list of movies, right. I just remembered the beginning of 2012. I just, I loved that movie. I really did. Um, so, I definitely want to see it. Yeah, I, I have it, so we'll watch oh, it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll have Dustin and, and Luke's review sometime. Yeah, we'll it so it's cool. And Luke will have a crush for the rest of his life on Gina Carano. Okay. <laughs> Any woman that beats up Channing Tatum. Yeah. Um, and my number one this year is Looper. Uh, yes. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, directed by Ryan Johnson, uh, who did a movie called Brick that I love. Um, Looper is a smart sci-fi movie. Uh, with, in fact, the three of us, did we all see it together at one point? I I know Luke and I did. I saw it with you and... Oh, we saw it with Zach. 
uh, our friend Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the all three of us have seen it. Yep. All three enjoyed it. I think. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much because I want to talk about it a little more with somebody else because I think it'll appear on another list. Yeah, so Luke, definitely. why don't you do your top three movies of 2012? All right, then. Oh, Luke, can I stop you one sec? All right. Um, I, I do want to go in with a caveat. Um, I, I took Spanish, not, not French. I have seen just over 30 movies mm-hmm. that came out in 2012, but I have not seen... End of Watch, Argo, Cloud Atlas, Life of Pi, Rise of the Guardians, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, Zero Dark Thirty, The Master, Queen of Versailles, or Flight, um, which a few of those might get some Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. I really want to see Argo and Zero Dark Thirty, because uh, especially Argo, directed by Ben Affleck, and who knew right. that he could direct movies so well. But um, so my I may come back at some point and amend, especially for Argo. I think I'm going to like that one. All right. Cool. So, Luke. All right, well, top three, starting at number three, number three. The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Which I enjoyed, and, you know, I just had a few issues with it. One of the mm-hmm. biggest problems I had with it was uh, when Bilbo comes out of the mountain, you know, mm-hmm. after that, and Gandalf notices he's got the ring, and there's a bit of a reaction there to that, which, you know, preludes to the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but it, it doesn't make sense because nobody knew what the ring really was at the right, time. Right. Not even Gandalf. Right. And so the, seeing that that bit of reaction right there just it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> and then and there were some other things that I I, I can't remember um, right now. But, but it made your top three. But, yeah. So what did you like <laughs> out of the Hobbit? Um, I guess the fight scenes. The fight scenes, yeah. they are pretty awesome. Yeah, they oh, in the the um, the Rockman. The Rise, yes. yes. The uh, literal Rock'em Sock'em Robot. Yes, Rock'em exactly. Sock'em. That was awesome. That or I guess Rock'em Sock'em Rock'em Yeah. <laughs> I remember when that started happening, and then you saw a movie, and I was like, oh, crap, they're on. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yes. That was pretty impressive. All right, well. My number two would be The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. I enjoyed. I didn't enjoy it as much as The Dark Knight, but it's, it's Batman needed somebody to be able to beat up and Bane built Bane's a good candidate. Yes. He is. Good candidate. Yeah. I could agree. I, I don't think many people would choose it over The Dark Knight. I don't think a lot of people would. No, I, I certainly didn't. I think... Luke and I, I think, had the same philosophy that we knew going in it was not going to be as good as The Dark Knight. Yeah. Because you can't top Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Very true. Yeah, yeah I, would, I right. love and the Joker. Luke, I think I know what your number one is. Yes, In fact, I came back 30 years from the future to tell oh, you. Great. <laughs> you look stunning for, let's see. Thanks, man. Just you know what? Get married and have now. kids. Apparently, it keeps you young. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> there actually have been studies on that. Well, Luke... Uh, both of us, both of us love this so much. But why don't you go first on why Looper, maybe the pick of the Created Listening podcast for for well, I think it may be uh, well, I great, greatly enjoyed the entire um, philosophy behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, where you, where you, in the future you can't dispose of bodies very right. easily, and so they send them back. They get to the past. Out. Yes, and then you've got. This guy who's called a looper, who murders him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that just made a great 
and he's really kind of just a mob grunt. Yeah. You know, he has one job, and he they give him a gun called a blunderbuss. Yeah. You know, and he right. just he shoots a guy who literally just set out in front of him with a hood on his face, and he mm-hmm. kills him. Yeah, and he, a he, for what? he makes a little silver. Back, yeah. Makes a little silver. silver yeah. 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 The gold is only on. The gold is for your big pay when you close the loop. Close yes. the loop, uh, which is when they send you back. When they the send future. you back, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a spoiler, and I, I don't want to spoil too much, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays uh, protagonist, mm-hmm. and himself in the future is Bruce Willis, who knew yes. that he became him. Um, and so it's basically Bruce Willis, not really, um, well, I don't want to spoil too much, but basically he has to fight himself. His enemy is mm-hmm. himself, but uh, it's not an internal struggle, it's an external struggle. Yes, um, right. But it's a world of, of hover bikes, but they don't work so well, mm-hmm. of advanced technology, but poor economy. Yeah, right. um, it, they really established the world well, which I appreciated. Yeah, um, I, I liked how they had like today's Silverado, but they aged it and mm-hmm, put right. some stuff on yeah. the outside and make it look like they could convert it. And yeah. Stuff. Um, but just really overall, an excellent not only time travel movie, but also, I would also say mafia movie. Right. Um, it is kind of a mafia movie, but also uh, the internal struggle of it because. I know from my list, I feel like the movies I picked were the, um, Looper is the most, I guess, like cerebral in that it, it gets you to think and it gets you to maybe do a little soul searching of just mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of moral questions that right. come up. Yeah. And he works for the mob, but then he starts to become kind of a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this kid, like, starts to soften his heart. You yes, yes. Without spoiling too much, a right. child yeah. really is is kind of what changes the game. Um, mm-hmm. And any any comments on that before we close this loop? Uh, well, I just I just named my favorite part, which was when Bruce Willis goes in the the whole mafia building and just kills. Oh, oh. Bruce Willis has quite the uh, tirade. Oh, yes. Yes. oh my god. <laughs> well, I gotta mention too, the mob boss, um, Jeff, um, the guy from Dumb and Dumber, um, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt's boss, the guy from the beard, yeah, from the yeah, future, um, he does a great job. They yes, have that great conversation yes, about, that was uh, a great he, conversation. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is learning French, and he says, so you still going to France? And he's like, yeah, and he goes, I'm from the future, kid, you should go to China. Mm-hmm. Go to France, go to China, I'm from the future. <laughs> and I, I actually love, too, the montage of how you see Joseph Gordon-Levitt grow into Bruce Willis. Yes. You see the 30-year span. Yes, uh, I it's like really that, cool. really cool. And I love, you eventually end up at the time machine and it's kind of like this steampunk thing. steampunk yeah. it's like a sphere that you just go inside it's in the middle of a warehouse and it, you can tell there's a lot of power going into it but all you really know is you kind of just get easy bake ovens into the past you yeah know? <laughs> zap back right um, and, so that was yeah. looper that was all right so uh please follow us on twitter so that we don't have to do this for all, all of our shows. We, we need people to come in and, and comment and ask us questions on our Twitter. Just basically, and feel free to send us tweets. Uh, yes, and we have a Gmail set up. Uh, well, we do. We, we won't give that out. Okay, we won't no. give that out. Um, so Twitter is, at least for right now, is the best way to get a hold of us. Yeah. Um, so ask your questions on Twitter. But today, since we can't have any listeners because we don't have a show until this comes out, yeah, uh, we wanted we're going to ask each other a question. 
instead of um, having, I guess, our viewer mail section, or I wrote a name for it. Oh, it's, I have a question for you with an uh, exclamation point. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a question for you. Anyways. Um, so we're each going to ask each other a question, basically kind of relative to us, mm -hmm. and um, hopefully that'll help you get to know us a little better. And pick, pick your favorite, really. Um, Dustin is probably mine right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he loves sports and Duck Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> Who is this man? No, it's awesome. <laughs> Um, and we do hope to have a, a variety of guests on here. Um, Dustin and I have already discussed uh, having some sports experts on the show, and I asked them questions about sports, but obscure <laughs> questions. Obscure. He was asking me a few the other night, and he was setting up scenarios. I was asking about happen. could a quarterback drop the ball and kick it through the field goal and yes. score three points. Yeah. Turns out you can, as long as the ball hits the ground first. Right. So, oh, yeah. okay. so I learned something, Luke, about sports. Oh, I know. High five. High five. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not so, Okay. Um, Luke, are you going to ask? Luke looks like he's ready to go. He's going to ask Dustin first. So, this is. Uh, I have a question for you. You've got this magnificent. No. Magnificent <laughs> Wonderful. Beard going here. And, uh, what? What do you plan to grow it to? Are you going for a oh, Marlin ooh. style? That, that's here. That's that a good is question. a good question. Good question. What, what is the goal of? The, what is the ultimate? So, so I've never, I've never went after having a, a nice beard. You know? yeah. So I, yeah. I just got lazy for a while, and, and and it started growing. I was like, man, this is kind of cool. You know, I just let it go. So now that it's actually filling in more, and um, it's growing, and since my favorite television show is Duck Dynasty, if you haven't seen Duck Dynasty, you can't work at Duck Commander unless you have an awesome beard. It's true. Down to, you know, mid-chest, mid-torso. Mm -hmm. So that, I guess until my boss tells me to shave, that I have to shave, I guess I'm just going to let it go. I decided to convert No Shave November to No Shave 2013 wow. with the hopes of... Hashtag. It's funny because we just did declarations at our church yeah. for 2013. And Dustin, you should have done one about your beard. Like, I, I declare this beard gross <laughs> until it hits the floor, baby. Because yes. then you could do Mad Mountain Man. Right. Like, run around naked. And you know you're covered up by beard. Yes, like Father Time. I've had a new Bible verse, my new favorite Bible verse in uh -huh. Psalms one thirty three, where it talks about it's like the the oil running down oh, the Aaron's dude. head, yeah, down onto his beard. I'm like, that's the coolest. That's so. The anointing of Aaron, yes. it ran down into his beard. Yes, oh, awesome. Aaron, brother of Moses. That, so, yes. So, I, people, I, I, I don't know. I've just kind of forgot or uh, don't really care what people think unless like my boss is like oh you need to clean up I'm just gonna let it go I'm just gonna let it go and get as big and nasty as it can I think it's pretty cool so just right. keep it clean is all I ask keep it clean yeah and cool. I'll keep no, it shampooed I'll keep yeah. okay good yeah, yeah as long as it's clean and smells now as long as we also we have a good friend uh, Jack Ground who for the record did get prayed for over his beard someone touched his beard in a fire tunnel once and said the anointing of Aaron <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so uh, I prayed that which greatest prayer 
maybe of all time. Right, I agree. Um, at least the best since Evan Roberts been me prayer. Right. Um, Which Jack, <laughs> our friend Jack Crown, I'm, I'm quite jealous. His beard grows in. Now, my trapper. Well, what I was going to say about Jack is Jack has a scale for his beard, and it's an almond scale. <laughs> and what Jack says is, how many almonds can you fit in your beard? So Jack's is right now a five almond beard. He can fit five almonds into his beard. He probably has me beat. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. good beard. So, but I mean, if you went mid chest, like the guys it. from Doug Dynasty, that's like a. Oh, that's like a. Dozen over a dozen. Yeah, I, beer I was probably. I was gonna guess about 30, 40 almond beers. That's amazing. That's yeah, excellent. Yeah. Nice man. You could stuff some almonds yeah. in there, and it has to be thick and full right. because otherwise it tumble out. So very true. Luke, you look like you're chomping at the bit to ask. Oh, wait, uh, you already no, asked. No, okay, no. I already asked. Okay, yeah. You guys have to. Um, well, I think I'm gonna actually ask Luke next, and I'll go last. So, Luke, my question for you: If you if you haven't caught on, Luke. Um, I play some video games, Meredith plays some, but I think Luke plays the most mm. video games. So, and Luke and I have often talked about the gravity gun oh, from yes. Half-Life. But I was going to ask Luke, um, even if it is the gravity gun, if you could have one device or weapon that you've seen in a game, in real life, and put it to real use, oh. what would you decide on? I would go for the portal gun. Just the portal gun! Yes. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. And I... Love all the stuff you're able to do with it in the game. Now, it would have to be modified, right? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, the actual portal gun only sticks to moon dust. Yes, which we need to have a portal episode at one point because there's. Yeah, well, there's we're going to have a Valve episode. Yeah, okay. Cool. It makes the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it would have to be modified for, so it sticks to everything else. But, yeah, I would love to have that yeah. in real life. And, and for people who don't know about the portal gun, tell us about the portal gun, what it does for you in the game, and what you would do in real life. Well, with it, you, you sh- when you shoot it, it sticks a uh, oval on the wall, and then you yeah. shoot it in another place, it puts another oval on the wall, and they're both connected. Just if you stick your arm through, it'll come out the other end, no yeah. matter where it is. So you could punch yourself in the back of the head. Or you could give yourself a glorious back scratching. And you could. Oh, yeah, oh awesome. God, you could scratch your own back. That yeah, is good. That would be awesome. Wow. <laughs> you keep, you got, I need a play. Hey, hey, kids, don't listen to this, but if you get a nasty pimple on your back, yes, you, <laughs> you can get your own pimple. You can do your own, your own waxing. You yeah. could you make sure. You cut your own hair. Yeah. Cut your own hair. Oh, my goodness. That I never thought hair. about these things. Okay. That would be But hard. also... Like, fantastic, like, I'm moving today. Yeah. Push your grand piano through a portal, and, and it ends up in your new house. Oh, oh in the or, new house. In the new house. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be amazing. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have to drive it or just carry all yeah. your stuff through the one portal. Or yeah. another one. Or set up a portal, I like, for mission trips. Think about this. For mission trips, send one person to the Ukraine, right? <laughs> I have a portal set up here at the church, set up a portal in the Ukraine. Like, they bring everybody else over. So you, everybody flies free except for one guy. So you raise funds for one person. Wow, that'd that'd be, be, that is that's awesome. awesome. That'd be pretty awesome. My honeymoon would be half off. That would be nice. Right <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, you've got to save on the honeymoon. Uh, yeah, well, I just I, literally two you. days ago paid for our honeymoon, and my wallet just... Hey, it's it's going to be worth it. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Luke, excellent answer. Excellent Thank you. Answer. Good answer. I yeah. agree. So, finally, Dustin's question. All right. My question for Chris. Okay. If there 
this one famous person that everyone would know, mm-hmm. who would you choose? Who would you think that you could become best friends with? If you could choose one best friend that everyone would know that you could see lifelong bros with, who would it be? Living or dead or just living? Uh, living or dead. Living or dead. Okay. Uh, I think we know the answer to this. <laughs> Luke's thinking C.S. Lewis. Yes, I am. Which I'm not going with. Oh, really? Just for the reason that Lewis in his in his prime, what he's famous for, was a little older than me. And when he was my age, he was still struggling a lot, I think, with uh, Christianity. Because he was an atheist for a long time. Right, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying I couldn't hang out with him. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying to think of it in my age right now, you know. Like the... Like, that, that we would just gel, yeah. basically. Um, and I think most people, I'm willing to admit it, but I think it's true of most people, is... You like people who like the same stuff as you, exactly. you know, because um, you form friendships around stuff you like. Uh, plus, Lewis would not be down with going and seeing as many movies as I do. I don't think because he <laughs> he could see movies, but he read a lot more books than he read. Or yeah, read a lot more books than he saw we, movies. Saw so, movies, yeah. Um, flipping through the Rolodex. You know, it's it's. I know it's a tough one. It's it's a, it's a bit of a tough so, one. It's just so, so many people. From. But you know, I would love to meet. There's a lot of people I would like to meet. Um, I would love to meet um, the guy from Community, uh, Joel McHale. Would love to meet Joel McHale uh, because he and I have kind of the same sense of humor. Right. And, uh, huh? Is that the Dean or is that? No, that's, um, uh, the main guy. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Winger. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would love to meet Joel McHale. I think he and I would get along pretty well. Actually, I've met Donald Glover, who plays Troy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, He's a really nice guy. Uh, gosh, you know, it's, it's tough, Dustin, because you don't know, there's so many people you don't. You don't really know. Them. Really know what they right. could be like. Um, I listen to the Nerdist podcast, and they interview a lot of people. Um, actually, you know what? I'll help you out here. Give us bear with us one second. Trusty iPhone. Trusty iPhone. Um, there's a film critic in Austin that I've been wanting to meet for a long time. Who have I kept? Because if I kept the podcast, it was somebody that I really liked. Michael Dorn. Do you know who Michael Dorn is? I do not. You don't know who Michael Dorn is. Uh, Dude, well, he, who was Michael Dorn? Like, you know. He was Ward. He played Ward. Star Trek. Star Trek. Okay. I met him at uh, Austin Comic Con, yeah. which we'll talk about that sometime. That was great. No. You know, I mean, it's just kind of tough. It, it'd probably end up being a comedian or somebody who's done a little more comedy. I, you know, I hear Adam Sandler is like the nicest guy in the world. Um, I could, I could I, see you hanging out with Adam Sandler. Being yeah, I, although honestly, if if things got real, I'd get honest with him and be like, "Dude, you're not funny in your movies anymore." <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Because he's not. What happened, bro? Yeah, you know, I I would love to meet. There's just a lot of comedians that I'm a big fan of. Rob Riggle, if you've ever heard of him, is a really funny comedian that uh, he just, you ever have somebody that 
just makes you laugh because they just do anything and you're like, right. that's funny. What they do is funny. What they do is funny. Everything they do to you at least is funny. But, you know, like there's a lot of people I respect, but I don't know who I would gel with. So just pick somebody <laughs> like, you know, you well, I, I think I'm done anyway. anyways. You know, those are just some picks, but it was so probably we, we could have a bros circle. We could have a group of guys that you can hang out with. All the guys that you know. You know, I'd love to meet like Andy Sandberg, who was on SNL, or at least he was. He was Hot Rod. Right. In Hot Rod. Oh, yeah. Um, it probably end up being comedians because a lot of comedians are pretty smart people, and so I could talk to them about. But you know what? Here, I'm going to say this. There's a guy who lives in Austin. Uh, we live just south of Austin. Uh, we live in glorious central Texas. And there's a guy named C. Robert Cargill. Um, actually, his name is Chris. I know that. And he's um, done a lot of podcasts, and he's a film critic. He wrote a book, and he wrote that movie Sinister. I don't know if you heard about right, that one yeah. yet, um, which I didn't even see uh, just because I don't do horror as much. But I'd like to support him on it, but it did well. Anyway, right. um, he just seems like the type of person hearing him on podcasts that I can talk to all day, you know? So I want to. So I guess I'm saying I want to meet him because he lives a town away. But you know I'm a crazy stalker, so I probably wouldn't walk up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll go with C. Robert Cargill. All right. Yes. Sounds uh, like a good choice. Yeah. So those are our questions for this week, and that is the end of the first episode of the Creative Listening Podcast. If you've stuck around this long, you're amazing. You're amazing. We will be releasing much shorter episodes that are the more focused on one or two things. So um, if you don't like long podcasts, then uh, we'll have some shorter ones for you. But if you like the long ones, we, we'll probably end up making some pretty long episodes about yeah. Lost and right, yeah, other things. We could talk about Lost so, and bad movies. Bad movies. We could talk about that. And we'll, we'll separate the bad movies. <laughs> Just wait until I get started on Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah. All right. So everyone out there, have a blessed day. And uh, follow us on Twitter at, at Creative Listening. Yes. Creative Listen. Creative Listen. All right. We'll just throw that in your face All right. once again. And listen to some more Dredge coming up right now.